Welcome back, Wildcats, to another season of Pod Talk Jam and Break here on the Brazilian Dragon Podcast Network. Let me introduce myself before we get any further. I am someone who has been bumping to the club remix of the Mob Song ever since it dropped last year, and I've listened to it every single day. I am Felipe, the Brazilian Dragon himself, and I am not alone. Now, normally we are joined by Caitlin here on the Pod Talk Jam and Break section of our podcast network, but... Caitlin was too busy trying to remove her beast mask that she was never able to get it off. So we just smoothly transitioned, never addressed it again. And now we are joined by Sam Davis. She she is too busy. Yeah, brother of Davis, comma, Will. Uh, she is too busy still stealing harnesses, though. Yes. I, heard, I've, yeah. I have on good authority. That's what she's out doing. Um, yeah, you're not alone today. I am here to be with you. I will say that you are alone in listening to the mob song over and over again. I, that was by far, which I get it. It's, you know, a show about theater kids. There have to be cringy scenes like that. Cause that is like peak theater kid right there. But man, like I laughed my ass off and I have not thought about the song ever again. I've yeah, erased no, it. The only reason I remembered the mob song was because uh, to prep for this podcast, I listened to some podcasts that we did last year in preparation and Jason Curtis Rivera said that he was both the number one hater and the number one fan of that song. So mm-hmm. I just had to mention it because I forgot about the atrocity that they created. Yeah, um, I am very well might be up there for number one hater as well. Yes. But Sam, tell us who you are, because I believe this is your Brazilian Dragon podcast debut. You've been on the network before. Yeah, I've been on What You Doing. But as far as the flagship pod goes, this is the first time. Um, I've wanted to do High School Musical with you for a while. I've been... Uh, my wife Chandler and I, we were still just dating at the time uh, when this show aired in 2019. Uh, loved it from the start, really. We planned on hate watching it, and we actually planned on starting our own podcast for it as well, um, just recapping it. Uh, I had the name High School Musical, the musical series, the podcast thought out. And once I saw that name was already taken, I gave up. So that was okay. the extent, that was my motivation You're for doing the podcast. You're respectful. You will Google, see if it's already taken, yeah. uh, but also for your own SEO purposes. I feel like that's good marketing. Yeah. So Chandler, she yeah. still she still wants to. She might have to come on for an episode. For sure. A recap episode in here. Make her yeah, happy belated birthday, Chandler. Yeah, I will. She will listen to this and she will say thank you whenever that happens. Yeah. But anyway, I, I've you know I actually haven't seen. I was going to say I have a long history with High School Musical. Still have not seen a senior year High School Musical three. Somehow I've avoided that one. But uh, one and two, those are canon anyway. Senior year, I don't feel is is necessary viewing. Um, they haven't addressed it at all in this series, so obviously nope. it wasn't required viewing. I mean, if we're sharing secrets, we're all friends here, right? Uh, close close friends only. Uh, I have never seen Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. Oh, yeah, me neither. Yeah, I do know the kid from Good Luck Charlie is in it. Uh, Gabe, he's in that. Um, oh yeah no, it, that wasn't the era right where they were putting they were trying to make jason dolly a star and putting him yeah. in everything and it was it just wasn't working they finally yeah. gave up on him we don't talk about amy duncan anymore though we do not 
Um, but what is your what is your history with High School Musical, Camp Rock, High School Musical, the musical series? I mean, you um, yeah. So, like, so as far as the series, here from the start, uh, Disney Channel. I mean, I was I was watching all the DComs back to you know before the musical era when it was like you know Smart House, Johnny Tsunami, uh, that level of DCOM. And then once they hit High School Musical. I can't think. Was that their first musical decom that they did? Girls, and I need to oh, Cheetah Girls, in. of course, of Let course. Yeah. Jump in. Jump jump in. in yeah, because I was going to say that would be after, because Corbin Blue came on the scene with High School Musical. Then he yes. got his own with Jump In. Um, so, yeah, Cheetah Girls, obviously. My apologies. Uh, but, yeah, so high, for me, um, yeah, High School Musical was the breakthrough for me. I've always been into musicals. I was a, a band kid turned choir kid as well. Never was a theater kid. You know, come from a small town in Oklahoma. We didn't have a theater program. So yeah, I was I was always interested. Would you have been a theater kid if they had one? I that's um it's tough to say. I want to be honest and say yes, but I I, I don't know. Because back Were then I, I probably had the stage fright a lot. What did you say? Were you an athlete as well or no? I was. Yeah, I was. I played sports. I could have been a Troy Bolton type. Um, I did do band and athletics. Um, and then I was a part of the the choir my senior year because um, this is how I joined choir. Never, We were a musical family. Never did vocal music, though. In school, uh, Nathan was the only one that had until my senior year. I decided to join because Chandler, my now wife, uh, I was a very talented vocalist, and I wanted more of an excuse to uh, grow closer to her. We had been great friends for a long time, so I joined choir so that I could uh, try and make the Allstate Choir and have an activity to do with her, and I did make it. She made it for her sixth year in a row. I made it for my on my first attempt. Um, so that was my motivation for joining the high school choir. And but look was at where it got you. Look at where it got me. Now you have a now you have my wife. I have my wife in a normal wife, voice. My wife. I'm single as a Pringle. But um, um so yeah, I loved high school musical from the start. I would so this I remember vivid memories of I think it was like music match was the the original program where you'd um that we used where you'd take your you'd rip your MP3s from LimeWire and then you'd put them onto this program. I think it's called Music Match. And I would listen to like the high school musical soundtrack while playing like the backyard football video game on the computer like the duality of a 10 year old boy that was me right there yeah um and in high school musical two i remember where i was for that i was a little manager for our high school football team they were having a scrimmage the friday evening but that you were still uh, young school... right yeah really i was young. in sixth grade when yeah. that came out 2007 um so i was in sixth grade it was during a high school football scrimmage and I, this might be TMI, had to use the bathroom really badly. Could not do it in public, especially at a football stadium. So I had my dad, a small town, so it was easy. Had my dad drive me home to use the restroom. And while I was there, High School Musical 2 was on. And that's where I watched the first 30 minutes of High School Musical 2. And then had to come revisit later because I had duties to fulfill for our high school football team. Yeah. So my, my history with High School Musical is interlaced with athletics heavily. Which is yeah. kind of the point of the show. I mean, you have connections to music. You have connections to sports. Uh, right. Do you have connection to pizza making like Big Red? I actually recently have tried becoming an amateur pizza maker. 
Um, so yeah, Big Red and I can bond over that spiritually. Speaking of, we have a lot to say about Big Red because he is not technically in this season besides a guest star role, but we'll get there. We do. Uh, I I am heated, but we got to talk about the big uh, overarching theme of this season. It is summer camp. So they released the first song and their first single. It's on from Camp Rock 2. Do you have any connection to the Camp Rock franchise? Honestly, not too much. That was kind of the the era where junior high boys start. They, they have to be put into a box, and so you can't be a fan of Camp Rock anymore. So I, I didn't really get into Camp Rock uh, during its heyday, and I appreciate it now for what it is. Uh, but no, I never. I know a lot of the songs. Camp Rock Two, I'm definitely less familiar with. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm familiar. Like when I heard them singing, I was like, "Oh, that's Camp Rock Two. Um, that's about the extent of it." Yeah. Just to give my background, because it's been a year, we might have new mm-hmm. listeners. Let's hope probably just two at most, but you never know. Um, uh, I was. Uh, we watched High School Musical at summer camp. It was day camp, and it was like either a rainy day or something. For whatever reason, they set us in the auditorium. I was probably going. I was probably in fourth grade, and then for High School Musical two senior not senior year High School Musical two. I remember where I was as well. I was doing a basketball day camp, uh, an outdoor one, and Super, then I was like, a little Troy Bolton. Yes, I was also a Troy Bolton that day. Um, and then my friend's dad picked me up from his work, and then he drove me to their place because I had a sleepover. And my friends Pedro, Felipe, and Carol are triplets, and they uh, we sat in their basement. We watched High School Musical two. I don't believe I watched the Phineas and Ferb premiere live, but that also came on right after. So. Yes. Uh, that was my uh, experience with High School Musical 2. 2 was still my favorite. Those 2 one, 3 if you ask me. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Camp Rock was more formative to my Disney Channel entrance because I remember we were at Disney World, one of the Davis family's favorite places. I believe you actually like Disneyland better, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, I am a fan of Disneyland personally, but no qualms with Disney World. Yeah um but uh yeah so i remember they played a uh, music trivia at the hotel we were staying at and camp rock was on and then they would air like zach and cody and phineas and ferb on the hotel tvs during breakfast so that's when i really got into disney channel and camp rock was very instrumental with my memory so i'm excited for them to take on camp rock we'll see i haven't loved all the arrangements they've had for disney property songs in the future but i'm excited for them to at least do stuff i'm actually more Mm. excited for the original songs because they actually do a pretty good job with that yeah they do i think um and hopefully my my opinion of summer camp is that if they're going to do original songs they should be like the the late night ones you sneak off with your significant other love interest you're like sitting by the lake singing like a slower acoustic song i want several of those because i feel like they've done those ones very well the upbeat poppier ones a lot of them i could take them or leave them yeah i feel like this season will end with them sitting around a campfire singing this is our song from camp rock 2 just like camp rock 2 closed out with that i feel like that's exactly the final shot of this season but yeah do you think this could be the last season it's very possible i mean they they could go either way they want with it because you know ricky who's theoretically the main character now 
um, is just uh, I don't just know. Have you seen those promotional posters? And that's what I was going to say. Theoretically, you watch the trailer, and he's like in two shots, and he's just like in the bunk talking to Carlos. I don't. He might not be the lead character anymore. I could definitely see Gina and Courtney being the main characters, but they are also. I mean, Gina is only going into her junior year of high school, and then I believe Courtney, I would assume, is the same class as Ricky and Nene, and so she's going to be a senior as well. So they still have characters there. I mean, they're just losing EJ, whatever. Um, but, you know, they, they could get to the point. Obviously, I don't think any of them will take off IRL on a star trajectory like Olivia has. But, I mean, Joshua Bassett is pretty popular. He has a music career that he seems to enjoy. I could see Sophia Wiley um, surpassing Joshua Bassett in stardom for sure after this season. If she starts, if she not sure what her plan is if it's music or acting or what but they're at a similar amount of instagram followers right now so i could see it all falling apart and that they all want to just go on to their different things after this yeah i feel like olivia rodrigo is in her own person like she's uh in the music industry she kind of reminds me of like the ariana grande trajectory mm-hmm. trajectory uh just with a different program but if anyone was to become like the next mainstream child star i think it could be Sophia Wiley like uh-huh. I think she's an incredible actress um like I don't want to box her in right with Zendaya just because they're both like women of color but I feel like she could have some sort of similar trajectory that Zendaya has had yeah absolutely um, like even a Selena Gomez has had uh-huh um but yeah Joey sure. Joey uh first actually what is your summer camp experience if you have any my summer camp? camp. So I actually did go to band camp. Um, so for those that don't know about my brother, William, he was very good at band. Um, he was all state trombone player, uh, very talented trombone player. So he was always killing it at band camp. I started to go with him uh, in high school because it was you know, a fun thing to do. The, the camp was and close to our hometown. No, I played the trumpet in high school. And then I also played in college and I played the tuba. Uh, sousaphone so i made a switch once i got there just to mix it up a little um but yeah so i went to band camp and that was probably very similar experience to what we're going to see in high school musical musical series season three um a lot of performers um, they're probably going to dial back how weird the kids would actually be at a camp such as this um because from experience many of them um they 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 would not they would definitely make you cringe they would make you think a lot of your own personal middle school and high school experiences and the cringy things that you did and it's uh it'd be uncomfortable so they probably won't put that in a tv show and that's for the best um and then all my other uh, i love i love talking about the fact that the kids in high school musical musical series and the kids in euphoria are the same age yeah technically um, yeah, but they're very different shows, and neither is an accurate representation of <laughs> teenage Gen Z. But High School Musical definitely does a much better job at that. Um, so yeah, I did that, and then all my other uh, summer camps were church camps, so they were a different vibe, but similar. Because um, one thing that comes with you know overbearing religion is people, especially teenagers, wanting to break away from that. So there was definitely some you know, some unwholesomeness um, at church camp, as you can imagine, Um, people sneaking away to have, you know, their private conversations, which I'm sure we'll get a lot of in high school musical. I'm sure they won't be too well supervised. 
especially if Jason Earls is on the case. I can't imagine that they'll have the strictest supervision in the world. But those were those were my two uh, summer camps was band and church. Okay, yeah. What, so what about I you? Was, Did you? What, yeah, what was your summer camps like? I was more of a day camp kid, just like easier from like I would go. I right. would go to like the town pool or something. Uh-huh. My brother was more of the sleepaway camp kid, but I did partake a couple years. Like I would do one week. Um, I've told the story on multiple podcasts. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard it, but uh, in seventh grade, uh, one of the early summer, I think it was seventh grade, I told everyone my name my middle name was mitchell and went okay. by mitch because i was a rebrand my latino name it probably inspired uh-huh. by mitchell musso honestly yeah um and then the next year i did not do that but these two kids they were like hey mitch what's up i'm like who are you talking to? and i was like oh that's me <laughs> like it's um, my alter ego yeah but uh no so i did do summer camp i worked at a summer camp okay. so i can tell stories from both perspectives uh so the the summer camp that you worked at it was just a, a regular old like no, sleepaway camp. camp yeah but so it wasn't like it wasn't like a christian-based church camp it no, wasn't it was just a, regular it wasn't a band camp like yeah privileged new yorkers that concept yeah i guess maybe it's just being in the bible belt that everything is based around yeah. church i don't i'm just so uh anything that was heavily populated with like jewish children yeah, like there yeah like that like it was uh there were like it was diverse in a sense like there were people of all colors races genders but uh-huh. it was a lot of uh jewish kids who lived in wealthier areas of new york that their parents went to like france for the summer and sent their kids to camp all summer or uh-huh. they there was actually like a big portion of people who sent their kids from like europe to yeah. this camp different worlds interesting yeah that was not a fun experience to be a counselor for it was like very no i can't imagine yeah privileged brats toxic co-workers Uh me and my friend ironically she was here in los angeles and i didn't know because she thought she i still lived in boston but like we trauma bonded and that's why we keep in touch Uh (laughs) but yeah so i i'm curious to see how they do camp um yeah especially like high schools like i i don't know if they're gonna be like children at this camp because you would expect like camp runs for all ages right or they're just right it's a high school only camp Uh uh-huh but let's talk about who i feel like is going to be one of our two leads for this season if not like the rest of the series so i rewatched most of season one uh i didn't finish the finale um, and by rewatching, I mean, I put it on in the background and so mm-hmm. I fall, fall asleep and then would start each night where I left off. Um, but, uh, EJ starts season one by talking about the summer camp he and Nini w- went to and Nini got the role as the fork, right? Or no, she, yeah, she was uh, the fork and then she became the leading lady because EJ yeah. for her. Yes. Okay. So do we think this is that camp? Oh yeah, yeah. Because I think okay. um, I believe it seems like EJ is going to be directing the show. I saw I like noticed that in the clip. So I would imagine it's some sort of like, oh EJ Caswell, he's been coming here forever, and now look at him, he's going to direct. And I guess I don't know what Corbin Blue's going to do because I thought he was supposed to be their celebrity director. But I think I, I do believe it's the this camp that EJ's been going to yeah. forever. And Nini too, apparently. Yeah. And I think that's, that's how they, 
Uh, yeah, we can talk about Nini. Okay. I hear we're actually going to get a lot of her in the a first lot. three episodes. Okay, so... More than expected. Not a lot. Not main character. Um, like recurring character, obviously. But more than one would expect from what I'm yeah, reading. I predicted at the end of last year she would be on the first episode and the last episode and maybe the second episode of the uh-huh. third season. Now, this is a shorter season. It's only eight episodes. Correct. So she's going to be on three episodes, you said? Well, all, all I know is they, I believe what has been released to media members was the first three episodes. And okay. within those three episodes, she is in there more heavily than would have expected. So okay. I don't know if that's a little bit in each episode, if that's just heavy episode one, a little bit episode three, not sure. You think she starts the season at camp and then leaves? Because we left Nini and she was getting a phone call from Gina's brother slash yeah. Gina's brother's connection in the uh-huh. music industry. I hope I hope that's not the case because I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sick of Jordan Fisher. Why... His care, his care, he did not work as Gina's older brother. I don't know what Disney owes Jordan Fisher, but man, they want to put him in everything. Whatever, get your bag, man. But I, I don't care to see. Season two uh, was so disjointed, and I feel like I'm curious to see what season three is like because then uh-huh. it's going to be a testament to is it is it bad writing or is it COVID? Because I was uh-huh. very lenient on season two because of COVID. But I'm very like, fair, very fair. Maybe, maybe that's why Jordan Fisher is there. They like. We can't cast anybody. We have to have someone we know is in-house. And so maybe that's how they ended up with Jordan Fisher. Um, that's that's a fair excuse. But yeah, I'm it, curious to see where they go with everyone's storylines for season yeah. three. Like, are they just getting lazy? I'm a little dubious. It feels like maybe they're not going to focus as much on character development, relationship development, and just focus more on, hey, here's some nostalgia for you guys. Remember yeah. Jason Earls? He's not playing Jason Earls, and he's not playing Hannah Montana's brother. He's a different character, but here's actual Corbin Blue. Like, um, it feels like they're just shooting yeah. for nostalgia. Maybe they'll. Hopefully, they prove me wrong. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I'll say about Corbin Blue is that it does make my brain hurt a little bit because it's like, so Corbin Blue exists in this world as Corbin Blue, but yes. he's gonna act in this world as a different character. But he looks like Corbin Blue. But Lucas Grabiel was in an episode as a cameo, so it just makes me yeah. hurt. Uh huh. Yeah. So um, that's all they've got so far is Lucas Grabiel and Corbin Blue. Um, no chance of getting Vanessa Hudgens. Or or uh, Zach Efron. Yeah, definitely not well, Zach did you see Efron. His Instagram post this week? Yeah, I know. I saw. I did see that. I was like, oh, is there a chance? Um, yeah. I obviously didn't think there was a chance, but yeah, it was very interesting to he see did him the, do uh, that. Breakfast Club, like yeah like fist thing yeah um but uh we didn't really talk much about ej what do you think uh him and gina i feel like are going to be like the central focus of this yeah especially because all the other relationships that have actively actively been going on uh seemingly won't be happening at summer camp so ej and uh, gina are the only established relationship i'm curious to see if you know ej finally grows as a person it seemed like he did some surface level growth um, throughout season one and most of season two. And then maybe, you know, once his dad pulled the strings for him to get into Duke and he realized that was wrong and privileged, maybe there was some actual under the surface growth going on, but I was not impressed like through the full whole first season, like his cringy making amends to everybody and apologizing to people and like, 
how self-serving that was and that affected no one else at all. It did not help anyone. It was just to make him feel good. And it was never addressed that that was the reason. It was just like, EJ, you don't have to do this. It's weird. Versus like, no, they're like, you need to talk to a therapist about why you're doing this. Um, so there was a little deeper growth in season two, I guess. Um, so we'll see how it goes or if, if things just come swing back around to coming up EJ. And then we're just supposed to take that. I forgot how much phone stealing was in this show. Because the first couple stealing. episodes all about ej stealing nini's phone because she mm-hmm. might be texting ricky um mm-hmm. and he's jealous and then season two ricky deletes a comment on her instagram yeah i i saw that i watched that episode today and he did that and i like you i kind of watch it in the background a little bit especially on a rewatch so I, like start paying attention again he said like he's deleted a comment on her instagram i was like how did this happen like how does this keep happening to also, you what is this without her phone yeah you don't have to rehash season two no. Um, but like too much phone stealing mm-hmm. uh, for my liking. And I, I think a lot of these characters need therapy. Yeah. But, well, there, uh, there will be no phones. Um, we got in the trailer, no phones. Courtney's very distraught about that. No phones for two weeks. So th- that uh, hopefully won't factor in. Uh, I think so. It's a two week camp or they couldn't okay. have their phones for two weeks. So, okay. Uh, let's talk about Gina, who I feel like has been the breakout star of season two primarily, especially like, at that point, Olivia Rodrigo's career had already blown up. Sour mm-hmm. was out. So I feel like everyone was looking at, like, who's going to be the next Nini? Right. Which I feel like is unfair to Sophia Wiley. But I think it is, like, very fair to assume that she will fill in the role that Olivia Rodrigo was supposed to have when the show was created. Yeah, that, I mean, that's showbiz, baby. It's unfair. But that's that's how it goes. Once one yeah. character steps down, another one, we're going to make someone fill the void. Um, But, yeah, like you said, uh, Sophia Wiley does appear to have star trajectory and I think she'll be great in this role. I hope that they don't base too much of her identity in EJ. And yeah. I, I kind of wish that they could just not base her identity in EJ at all. I think best case scenario, what to hope for is that they will base her identity in realizing that she doesn't need EJ for her identity um which is fine it still accomplishes the end goal i wish it didn't have to do with ej at all but that's probably how we'll get there and how uh she'll realize she's a star and i hope the nini vacuum isn't so heavily focused on like it mm-hmm. was last season like i hope these characters are allowed to grow as actors and singers mm-hmm. and talented kids yeah. without like having to compare themselves to nini i'm sure it will happen just because that's the nature of high school and life where you're mm-hmm. comparing yourself but i i do hope that like gina is allowed to like kind of have her own arc i know we've talked about like her moving around a lot throughout the show's mm-hmm. history and maybe like having this full year in salt lake plus uh-huh. going to the summer camp might be focused on a little bit but who knows with this writing yeah. team and maybe the whole thing where ashlyn you know she wanted ashlyn courtney and gina to try out together to audition together for yeah. uh, their spring musical and then gina's like oh she wants to do her own thing maybe that's just slowly setting the groundwork for Gina to finally come into that. And she's like, all right, I'm a star. There's no three of us filling Nini's void. None of that. There's no Nini void anymore. It's all us. And here I am. Yeah. But let's talk about Richard Bowen, uh, AKA Ricky. Uh, Ricky has been very selfish at times and then have, has had like those moments of like 
selflessness that doesn't feel recognizable. What do you think his arc is going to be this season? If he, It seems like we talked about from the trailer. It seems like maybe he's just going to chill out and take a back seat. He's just going to be yeah. a supporting character. And maybe there, there can be um, a lot of personal growth when you stop trying to be a main character all the time, you know, in real life and in a show. Um, you can, you know, more reflect on other things than having to carry the weight of all the drama. Um, I think that's, you know, why EJ got to have some character growth and everyone has grown a little bit. And I can see that happening for Ricky as he probably takes it. I think he'll, he'll take a back seat on this one. I neglected to ask you, who's your favorite character? And do you have a character you dislike? Uh, I know one character you do like is Natalie, but we haven't gotten to her. I do. I did uh, become fond of Natalie Bagley because I did not remember her at all, and I thought she had been erased. And I don't know why Big Red was ever given stage manager position just because Natalie had swollen glands for one episode, and then they put the most incompetent man in charge of everything. Um, I'll, I'll lead that into my hot take, which you're going to hate, but I think my least favorite character might be Big Red. Very valid. I just I, don't care. I, think I don't Big care. He's like wholesome, but like not necessary. He's kind of he's very much like Ricky's hype man. Yeah. Like his, his, like, if you think of like to go back to Beauty and the Beast, Gaston and LeFou. Yeah. Like Big yeah, Big he literally is LeFou. Perfect typecasting. But Great I do stuff. love Larry Saperstein. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like Larry Saperstein. Um, the character. What I what I will give him is that the like the dumb best friend role has always been reserved for like the the traditional sense of a physically attractive white male or the only person of color in the show like those are the two people that get pigeonholed as the dumb best friend and it's great to see you know scrawny dumb white guy get to be the dumb one for once um but yeah i don't i don't care about just how I obviously it's a PG show um, and some of the dumbness plays for last, but I'm, I don't care I feel personally. Like Red, just because of a comment Caitlin made last year during the Valentine's day episode, big red is like who they use to try to be like an avatar for like dumb jokes, but also like trying to reference like innuendos. I feel uh-huh. like at times for season two. And yeah. I did not like that combination either go for like, actually be explicit with what you're saying or uh-huh. uh don't even try at all yeah that was my take from the very beginning it's like man if they made high school musical like tv 14 rating i think it could be hilarious yeah um, i think it like, could be an even better show i enjoy the show as is but big red feels like the kind of character who needs to go to horny jail Just, oh yeah um, get bonked. he needs to get bonked yeah um, um so that'd be a least favorite i mean favorite it's so easy to say it's Nini. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Nini. So cliche, but I've I will say I was you know hooked on Nini's character from the start. It was so obvious that she was gonna be a star, Olivia Rodrigo. Um, I was reading a thing today about her record label in real life. How she chose the one she went with. Obviously, everyone wanted her, and she chose a the only record label i guess that praised uh yeah that praised her songwriting and like that should have been the number one thing every ceo is talking to her about and it's proof 
that there's not meritocracy in capitalism because so many of these CEOs of companies are just so inept and stupid that they can't do the easiest thing to recognize that all her songwriting is incredible. All I want that she wrote and performed early on in the first season is an incredible song. She wrote and performed it for a TV show. That song, the Rose song for season two. Yeah, she also wrote the Rose song, and that was after she had been signed to a record label. So someone had recognized. I did notice as well as I was rewatching. I was like, all I want sounds a lot like Trader on the album Sour. And so I looked it up and sure enough, the chord progressions are almost the exact same uh, for those two songs. So I feel like that's like the spiritual successor because they also have similar uh, like messages a little bit. But yeah, just listening to All I Want in the first, is it the first episode or the second episode? I, I think it was the second episode. Yeah, it was in the second episode of the first season. Once you heard that song, it's like, this girl's a star. She's going far beyond this show. And so, yeah, I've, I've always liked her from the beginning. I think um, she has always made great decisions for herself. She's never rooted her identity in anyone else. Um, and I've loved her growth over two seasons. Yeah. No, I, I'm excited. To, I, one of my top three hopes for this season is getting another Olivia Rodrigo solo, like mm-hmm. a, original song. And I hope we get to see that. I feel like we, we there's a great chance we could because you made the Ariana Grande comparison earlier. And I think it seems like Olivia just cares so much more about these things. Like Ariana Grande, just she was a big star. She wanted to go on to be a big star, and that's perfectly within her right. Olivia Rodrigo, she blows up, and she's like, you know, I don't want to play Madison Square Garden. I don't want to play the American Airlines. I want to play these smaller ballrooms, these intimate venues first, and like gradually take that step. Um, so she like appreciates the process, and I think she appreciates where she came from high school musicals so i feel like she would give the yeah. show that has to be the reason why song. she's back as much as she because yeah, like, she just loves it she loves it yeah despite um, like all the stuff that's gone on behind the scenes like she still has like an appreciation for her start her yeah. roots mm-hmm. um let's talk about some of like the secondary characters now uh let's talk about i guess we'll pair them together carlos and seb uh-huh. like, basically just carlos because seb yeah. is not even listed as a guest star yeah like yeah i think i i'm not sure if they'll get any cameos him and big red um but i know they have all their excuses for why they're not attending this summer camp um even though seb is arguably like he has the best chance of being a star out of any of them sorry uh just to circle back i just saw on may 20th 2022 uh disney plus renewed the series for a fourth season Okay, so yeah, that's why I thought I'd seen something from the executive producer saying like he had big plans for characters and just because they don't play a heavy role this season, like they're still factoring in in the long game, um, whether or not, you know, that means Ricky Bowen will be in the long game, what the plan is. So for Ricky is also a sophomore or was Ricky a junior at this point? Uh, Ricky was a junior, I believe. Okay. I believe Ricky and Nini... I believe Gina was the only sophomore, and EJ was the only Nini senior. Nini wasn't a sophomore, too? I, um, Nini could have been a sophomore. She might have been a sophomore. Yeah. And Ricky is a year older. I feel like they're doing, uh, like, trimesters. Like, season one was in the fall, uh-huh. season two was in the spring, season three is in the summer. Uh-huh. I think I could see them doing five seasons and calling it, or they could try to do, like, a Degrassi sort of thing. Uh-huh. Um, Just keep or bringing it new. And flopped. As long as they focus on the school itself and don't focus on the characters, unless they yeah. come back to the school like Glee did, which, honestly, Glee should have just focused to New York after mm-hmm. um, 
season three, but this is not a Glee podcast. It can be, <laughs> but I don't think that's what Sam signed up for. The market is not demanding that right now. We yeah. go where the audience tells us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to talk about Gina real quick, because I did love her transit. I love a good like villainous woman to hero star of the show uh-huh. energy. And we're talking about Glee, but Santana Lopez had that same thing. So, sure, and um, especially because because Gina's you know that transformation is very warranted. Like it's understandable why she felt so insecure when she got there, and all of her baggage in her background, um, you know, what led yeah. to her kind of being a, a closed off mean girl, and now just being a very open and welcoming person that's you know on a star trajectory. Like it all, yeah. it, it was all warranted. It was good character writing for her. Um. One thing I'll add about Carlos and Seb, I'm excited for Carlos, like, especially as like another Latino, um, seeing him get to be involved again. But I am slightly frustrated that for whatever reason, Seb isn't involved in the season and like seeing like two young gay kids on the screen Mm -hmm. is like awesome and empowering for like those people that need to see it. And I feel like that's kind of a missed opportunity, mm-hmm. but we'll see what they do. Maybe Carlos will cheat on Seb at summer. Camp. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I feel like summer camp is the perfect Avenue to like explore those relationships and either strengthen them or break them apart, but doing it together because yeah, there's a lot of other people there, possibly other gay kids there for them to, um, you know, become friends with and realize what else is out there. Cause like Carlos mentioned in, I think it was season two, because I just watched it. He told Gina, like, there's not a lot of me at this school referencing to him being in. But didn't he, like, wasn't the next line, like, people who watch RuPaul's Drag Race Canada or something like that? That might have been. That I, is definitely it might have been cut from two. this when I watched it now. But um... there, there's definitely a line in season two where it's like, uh, there's no one who gets me like you do. No one who also watches Drag Race Canada. Yeah, yeah. So that, I think that might have been at Carlos's quinceanero, maybe. Um, yeah. t- just having a heart-to-heart with Seb. But yeah, there's not a lot of that at their school. Um, so I feel like you know them going to summer camp together and meeting a lot more people like themselves. You know, that's where there's opportunity for character growth, where they like they become interested in other people there. And like, is it just as friends? Are they falling apart? You know, as they both meet new friends, do they strengthen because they, they hate how they're falling apart? Like that's summer camp's perfect for that. And so, yeah, I'm yeah. especially bummed that Seb isn't going to be heavily featured in this season. Like I said, big red and Ashlyn, I'm, um, their relationships, whatever. I've seen a million of those. That's where they're I've seen a million of those. There's going to be five of them going on in the background at theater camp. So whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Seb and Carlos not getting to explore their relationship at summer camp. Like, that's a bummer. Yeah. Ashton and Big Red, uh, I believe it was Caitlin who was like, I don't even know if they belong together. Not only could they belong on the Instagram, siblings are dating, but um, <laughs> they also, she, uh, Caitlin was theorizing that Ashton was only with Big Red because Big Red was the first guy that was ever nice to her. Yeah. But like, they, they're not really good otherwise. Hmm. Like, I don't know. That's uh, season two thoughts. Uh, but I'm not Ashton. He Big Red had said some stuff like, "You're she's gonna be a big star," and you know he's gonna be. I don't working remember. At the pizza exactly. shop. Yeah, working at the pizza shop probably. Um, but he like felt so inferior to her, and like I was like, dude, she, it's just 
she was the lead in a high school play. It's not like it's not that serious yet. You don't gotta be freaking out. She's going to be a big star. And yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm with that theory that, yeah, she's just with him. Cause he's kind of the first guy that's ever nice. Yeah, they were definitely not going to last past high school. Yeah. And he, he definitely no is a diehard. No, no, no same Chandler. And the reason for that is because we started the last week of high school. So we avoided all the cringe parts and we just, essentially started as we went to college yeah but yeah the, um, he's, he's definitely a diehard for her love his love for ashlyn um it's to me it's a high school infatuation and they'll they'll both move on and maybe ashlyn explodes that while she's there yeah um but big red is also supposedly not in the season as seb isn't and i'm curious to see how they explain that big red i mean i'm just I, I'm a Larry Saperstein fan, so uh-huh. I'm rooting for him. I also really liked Joe Serafini in the second season. The first season, I was kind of annoyed with him. I was like, what the purpose yeah. of having the Sharpay guy who's not really uh-huh. in the show? Um, yeah. But I really loved his like growth arc in season two, his friendship with Courtney, who we'll talk about in a second. Uh-huh. And specifically, his version of The Climb ended up being the eighth mm-hmm. most played song on my Spotify wrapped nice. last year. Nice, um, good stuff. Yeah, so uh, I I like his arrangements, and I'm sad yeah. that we won't get because he's uh, very good at arranging music. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, do you want to move on to to Courtney and Howie? Uh, yeah. Are we gonna oh. get any Howie? I don't think so. But I was kind there's of so like, many things like they're gonna be unresolved. Like Courtney and Howie just left off in the hallway, or I guess they went to the pizza shop. Uh, yeah. Ricky and Lily. Like I don't think Is we just Lily in this season. I, I haven't seen her at all, so I don't. Maybe they're just hiding that, and she'll show up. But I mean, she literally, essentially asked Ricky out at the very last scene. It's like I don't understand why they would do that and then just abandon it. You know, maybe like you said, could just be lazy COVID writing, um, not lazy COVID writing, but um, shorthanded, off the cuff COVID writing. He's and there's like, yeah, we don't want to do that anymore. Lily. Okay, so she'll be around, I guess. Um, she is uh the dot she plays the daughter of the joker in this gotham knights show interesting on the cw okay interesting so maybe that was a scheduling conflict but uh-huh. yeah so uh courtney and howie i was like especially because we don't have a ton of like men of color on this show besides mr yeah. Zara. i was like uh we love howie uh he was doing some shady things but yeah uh and again, I understood where he come, came from, not yeah. wanting to uh, invoke the North High rivalry, but yeah. also was doing some shady things and not disclosing everything that he knew about the the goings-on. Yeah, uh, but I'm a, I, I was happy for Courtney to get a love story, but I'm also excited for some of these people to be like, if not single, at least develop individually. Mm-hmm. like have their own arcs uh you mentioned courtney's gonna be sad that she's away from her phone but mm-hmm. um maybe like she's sad that she can't text howie but i'm excited for like at least some of these like carlos courtney and ashton to like and ricky as well to not be focused on relationship drama because that was yeah. so much with season two mm-hmm. and it'll in it will provide the opportunity for new friendship yeah. explorations i guess kind of something that stranger things does a lot where they pair off characters and force them to build friendships you know they don't completely write off other characters yeah. but when you have so many like this you have to but yeah carlos what doesn't typically go ahead ashlyn and ricky look like like put that... yeah. yeah like it's always you know ashlyn and ej for the most part and then last season we got some ashley um 
Ashlyn and Gina. Um, but yeah, what's Ashlyn and Ricky like? Um, it was like watching them as Beauty and the Beast, them warm up together. I was like, this is like the first time I feel like they've talked to each other. Yeah. You like barely see them. Um, like, I think yeah, one of Carlos, my favorite. Oh, go ahead. I cut you off. No, you're saying Carlos and Courtney. Um, yeah. Just everyone. They don't. Yeah. You can. You got new room for interactions. Yeah, one of my favorite like small episode subplots was Carlos and Ricky coming together to do that proclamation of love song for Seb uh, mm-hmm. late in season two, and just like yeah. having them sing together on a song is like not a combination I would have put on paper, but I thought uh-huh. it was like nice. And Ricky took a bad seat as well, so. I'm excited for them to explore these new dynamics. Like, put EJ in a scene with Courtney. Put Ricky in a scene with Ashley. In. Like, uh-huh. let's let's play around in the sandbox with some different character turns. Uh, Miss Jen and Mr. Mazar are not in this season? Question mark. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Mazar, he's going to California, right? So he theoretically shouldn't be in it at all. But Miss Jen was in her love triangle at the end of the season, so I don't yeah. know if she'll be facetiming him at all or whatever. Miss um, Jen. Sure Dad. It's probably the character I have the most newfound appreciation for. Because I was always like a Miss Jen fan. But this lady is wild. I forgot that she like lied on her resume uh, uh-huh. about like her teaching credentials. And it was a whole episode dedicated. Like I remember the song. So I remember the plot line. But I forgot like the specifics and like how bananas this lady is. Mm-hmm. No, um, she and is. how she like shows up at like Courtney and Nini's like girls night out and it's like uh-huh. you know what let me take you out on the town like let's go sing karaoke it's like mm. what is happening this lady no, needs she's to like get a hobby yeah she's going english teacher mode not choir director mode yep um yeah and then she just shows up at their houses or at ashland's house every time They're they have a party with her. like no no this is unacceptable yeah um but yeah i feel like it's gonna be f- sad to not have them there but i hope they bring them back for season four uh, or at least like have like a pop in for Miss Jen, because uh, I feel yeah, like they have some I, unresolved stuff. Yeah, I did see it might have been in the trailer, but it was a scene with uh, Nini and Miss Jen. Um, so in one of these first few episodes, presumably, probably discussing what the future holds and letting us know, you know, how much they'll be in the season. Um, and you but think, I didn't see that. Uh, any any assumptions about ricky's dad this season or he's just gonna be like kind of no i mean he just might be there i mean he's he's the present uh body for miss jen to yeah. uh make an attempt at so i don't know if that will be anything, anything. Derek no i think Derek cuff's done i think uh, yeah. zachy roy is back to broadway okay yeah um now let's talk about the french kid uh andrew barth feldman i don't know his actual name in the show uh but do you think he shows up here um i maintain he should have been dear evan hansen in the movie as opposed to like ben platt and his yeah chandler class. chandler was watching dear evan hansen on a flight recently and i love the musical and i liked yeah. ben platt's performance listening to him sing the musical but i watched her watch that and i was like my god yeah i watched you... the first episode of the politician and i was like yeah ben platt is an incredible singer i don't know if he's the uh-huh. best actor yeah. Seems like a little nepotiz, as uh, your boy yeah, Jack he Black is. would yeah. say. <laughs> Tiz. Yeah. yeah, he's got a little, little more privilege to explore that acting side. But yeah, I do like Andrew Barth Feldman. I think he would yeah. have been a great. Like, I, I would be happy to see him more. And he and Joshua Bassett like have remained close. Like, oh, that's cool. I see a ton of TikToks of like Joshua Bassett like surprising him at fifty four below in New York whenever he's performing. Okay. Yeah. 
See, I don't know. He might be too busy. I guess he's currently Evan Hansen on Broadway, or was he just no? Okay, from nineteen to twenty twenty. Let me see. Yeah, he was there two but years ago. This man is a child. He is mm-hmm. twenty. What? Yeah. I feel so old. Anyone born after two thousand? Yeah, and so he was seventeen while playing Evan Hansen, a proper age to be a high schooler. Wait, this man has OCD. Oh my god, relatable king. <laughs> someone who um, okay his name yeah, is anton anton yeah i'm not sure i don't think he'll be there anymore um i can't remember how his plot was resolved at all i don't i think it just came back together that you know ashlyn doesn't want the frenchman oh. and she loves big red and i think this dude was that. uh linguini in the ratatouille tiktok musical also. i saw that i saw that yeah um so we talked about Gina's brother and Ricky's dad, Zach Roy. Let's talk about some of these new characters that we can expect. Um, so do you know anything about Jet and Maddox? So I was looking at it before. I believe Maddox is um, EJ's usual friend. Okay, I lost my synopsis. But I believe Maddox is EJ's usual, usual friend. And Jet is a girl who doesn't really want to be at camp, um, but I would presume is very talented as well. So I'm not sure what what their stories, how they'll factor in, but it could could make for some interesting. Um... I swear. If okay, now Maddox, Maddox Ricky, is the girl. If they try to okay. pair Ricky with this new new girl, I'm yeah. gonna jump off. And I've seen. Um, in her i believe this might be wrong but in so maddox is played does the high school musical wiki not have the actress's name on here god what a horrible wiki maddox is what i saw her yeah um so i was looking at her instagram earlier i believe um she might be a part of the lgbtq community so i don't know if she will be madison possible girlfriend yeah, so and I don't know if she will... Okay. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, that's... Maddox and Madison, uh, oh, I don't really? like... I don't like people who mm-hmm. date... Like, could you ever have dated a Samantha? No, absolutely not. Not even a chance. Um, so yeah, Sailor Bell Curta. And so yeah, she is EJ's childhood friend from Camp Shallow Lake. So she is currently a camp counselor and tech member. Um, so I think she's going to be kind of a smart ass foil kind of person. Um, yeah. Interesting to see what relationships they develop with her. Um, they could, they have the possibility to do something good on Disney plus, or they have, you know, the possibility to completely ignore that, which can happen quite often. Yeah. Um, so that, that should be interesting. And then, Jet, let's see if I can get a, a synopsis on Jet real quick. Played by Adrian Lyles. Um, yeah, he has no, he's is the mysterious new kid there. So nothing, nothing really about Jet yet. I think he might be uh, the new Gina, perhaps just the outsider that no one knows and is really yeah. freaking talented and intimidated by. But then you peel back the layers, and oh, we love him too. Yeah, I'm excited that like we got. Uh, a person in the LGBT community and then also a person of color like yeah. as the new cast members. Yeah, that, that um, is good. Yeah. 
Um, then we let's talk about Corbin Blue. We mentioned him earlier. No, let's save him last. Jason Earls. Jason Earls. Forty-five year old Jason Earls. That's that's about all there is to say, yeah. huh? Forty-five year old Jason Earls. Leave it that. Yeah, he's the camp director, um, playing a very Jason Earls esque character. So it would seem just kind of loud and boisterous and aloof a little bit. And now he's just playing his proper age instead of, you know, looking 18 years old in Hannah Montana. He can't quite pull that off anymore, which it was remarkable that he did at the time. So, I mean, he was like, what, 35 playing a like 18 year old or maybe early twenties. Not exactly sure how old his character was supposed to be in Hannah Montana, but did that wonderfully never knew until adulthood, how old he actually was. But now he is certainly looking his age for this role as camp director. Yeah. Yeah, he can't pass as a teenager anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and then Corbin Blue, again, it hurts my brain to try to do the mm-hmm. mental gymnastics. Focus meta. Yeah, but he, what is he supposed to be? Is he like camp counselor? Or he's coming, he is, he is their celebrity director. I think is what they so referred to him as. he is playing Corbin Blue. He is playing Corbin Blue, helping direct not High School Musical. <laughs> I don't know if they suckered him into thinking he was going to be doing High School Musical 2, just like the spring cast at uh, East High. But he is their celebrity director for the musical. Okay, and yeah, he's playing himself. Okay, so this isn't yeah. as confusing anymore. No. So yeah, he's just playing himself as yeah former high school musical alum corbin blue here to direct the musical at camp shallow lake okay um yeah that's basically where we are with our cast uh i we also we do we have one more we have val um she is played by meg donnelly um who is very heavy in the disney system at this point um she is the star of the zombies uh trilogy Ah. i think a blonde girl she was also in uh, American Housewife on ABC. So yeah, she's she has her hooks in Disney. Disney loves her clearly. Um, she is a, another Jordan Fisher type, um, but she is the choreographer at Camp Shallow Lake. It seems um, she's also EJ's childhood best friend at Camp Shallow Lake, and she's a psychology major in college. Well, that's. So that's what we know about Val. Maybe she's going to be everyone's therapist. Yeah, love that. Um, she's so, going to be a real Tori Meehan. Um, yeah. Uh, le- so I did want to drop in this section the audio clip of me reading Maggie Betts' text to me. She predicted all this uh, Camp Rock shenanigans, and I'll drop that in here. Yeah, I think it's going to be a guest appearance. She comes back like first two episodes and it's going to be that she yeah. is leaving for California okay. in her music career. I need to read Maggie Beth's theory about next season. So Ooh. Natalie at the end was like, it's going to be a wild summer, Wildcats. Um, they're going to do some sort of summer program. Yeah. And the musical is going to be Camp Rock. Ooh, I would love that. I like that. I was thinking they were going to do like a summer program and do high school musical too for real this time. No, I think they're gonna they're gonna hard pivot and be like Camp Rock. They're gonna do Camp Rock. Interesting. 
And then uh, I wanted to play a game with you, Sam, before we start this season. Okay. Um, I have two games. We can do one. We can do two. It, I know it's getting late for you over there. Mm-hmm. Um, we could do – I wanted to do some sort of draft. Uh, okay. Who from the well, – we didn't actually – first, let's talk about – they're doing Frozen as their musical. Mm-hmm. So probably just some Let It Go. Uh, yeah, some, for sure. Some songs from Frozen, Frozen 2. But I actually wanted to draft uh, people from the Disney Channel universe that could show up or songs from the Disney Channel catalog that could show up this year. Which one interests you more? Hmm. I think songs is good to start, but I could probably do a little bit of both. Okay, we can do like three songs each and then three Disney Channel alums each. Uh, Do you want to go first and which one? Well, what are, are you thinking? You know, leave out Frozen songs, obviously. You can't just yeah. choose, oh, Let It Go. I think Let It Go is going to be in there. Um, well, we, can, you know... we can do any, any songs that are existing Disney IP songs, if you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. We know It's On is going to be in there, because we've already seen that. We can assume um, Let It Go will be in there. Or maybe we could predict uh, what roles people will have in like oh. Let It Go, um, okay. that kind of thing. If it's you know if it's not already cast, if that's an audition kind of thing, because I could see, I don't know, like if there's a a villain type like being the Elsa role, singing Let It Go. I feel um, like Gina I is that's all Elsa. Right. Yeah. I feel like Gina's going to get cast as Elsa mm-hmm. and then Ashton probably as Anna, even though I'd rather see Courtney as it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So what was what your prediction for um, any of the songs or any of the roles they all get? I think I could see them putting Carlos as... Do you think Carlos will act or do you think he'll just choreograph? Hmm. I don't know. Actually, no, Jet is probably going to be either Kristoff or Hans. Like, yeah, Jet is going to be one of the male leads. Hans. Yeah, I could see him being Hans since he's so mysterious yeah. as part of his character. I think trait. Ricky should be Hans, though. I think Ricky is going to be Olaf. I think Ricky is going to be Olaf. I think he's I just going to. Gonna, think I think he's just going to summer camp and he's going to vibe and he's going to yeah. be just there happy like and having a good time. Give Joshua Bassett, like a bigger role, but I hope you're right. Cause I would much rather see Ricky as Olaf or honestly, uh-huh. Ricky as Sven. Yeah. Um, yeah. I could see. Yeah. yeah. That's I was thinking of Ricky in the song of Kristoff uh, and Sven singing together or Kristoff singing to Sven um like i can just i can visualize yeah. joshua bassett in that scene so maybe he's Finn. that could be funny as well and he's yeah. just really taking a back seat because nini was the rose but she was also a fork in beauty and the beast and season one like at camp mm. or something so um i think i i will i put my money on the the this is our song summer and and then i want to stamp uh stamp that we'll get something from the not season one of camp rock the first camp rock movie and i feel like it's gonna be uh start the party we're definitely gonna get start the party in this movie it's season I feel yeah like. 
Yeah, I uh, Chandler's gonna kill me that I don't know a lot of the Camp Rock songs off the top of my head. Um, Do you think we'll get "This Is Me," one? which was Demi's I mean, song? Yeah, "This Is Me," "This Is Me," and "Play My Music." Those are two yeah. classics. And I think that, we'll get if I had to do some one of the, also, mm-hmm. which is the Nick Jonas single from uh, the second one, where he's like telling mm-hmm. uh, Adam Devine's wife uh, all the things that he finds quirky about himself like how he thinks cheese smells like feet um how mm-hmm. he can't he wants to grow a mustache but he can't um yeah and then uh do you think we'll see any of the jonas brothers Ooh, yeah i think we might see uh kevin he's doing kevin. some okay he's doing some well i mean we've got lucas grabiel so far and we've gotten uh See, I would, I would actually not blue. be surprised to see Joe. I wouldn't I feel be like Joe, too surprised to see Joe, but I feel like Joe I feel like he would, would enjoy it. Camp Rock so much on TikTok that he would be down yeah. to like make a cameo or something. Or else, yeah, that's fair. She, the other one Joe is mind. just so much more busy, whereas Kevin Jonas is hosting a show with his brother Frankie Jonas. What is that show called? Claim to, um, fame. Claim to fame. Yeah. So I feel like Kevin. Kevin doesn't mind hopping in whatever right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I could see Joe, but I'd put my money on Kevin. I feel like Not Joe, I, I think, oh, oh, yeah. I could, could see good. maybe interested. I know she has yeah. like kind of a murky history with Disney Channel. Or uh, Anna Maria Perez de Taglia, who yeah. was Ella. I feel like she could also pop by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask what uh, Allison Stoner's... Uh, relationship is with disney channel at this point um she's like she doesn't hold back but she's not like forceful against disney channel she's not like she's not like a jeanette mccurdy who's like this is an awful experience i had a miserable i was miserable she says that like it she wishes she knew i i don't want to misrepresent her but basically my interpretation of what she said is like she wishes she had knew what she knew now when she was a child and she wasn't uh-huh. like, it wasn't so like dramatic and over hyped as it was in, mm-hmm. that it was hard. But like, I think she's like still, she's making jokes about all the things still. So she's mm-hmm. in it, but gotcha. I think she definitely um, had a better experience on cheaper by the dozen than like on the Disney channel. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. Um, did you mention wouldn't change a thing earlier? The song wouldn't change a thing. I did not. My fear okay. is that they would mess it up because that is such a yeah. great song. So that I I hope that one's in there because Chandler and I sing that a lot in the car now. Like that's a duet that we love yeah. doing, and I could see that one happening. Like I, don't I know. can see it happening. You need I the just, right voices. Like I I don't want Joshua Bassett's voice singing that. I feel Sorry, like that's a great Seb voice, song. But... I feel like that's something yeah. that we want Seb to sing, but Seb's not there. Yeah. So like, yeah. who would it be? Like Gina and Carlos I mean, would yeah, get it justice. Yeah, because I don't think EJ would do it justice at all. So I don't want to see Gina and EJ doing that. Maybe Jet, this yeah. new Jet kid. Ooh, maybe Jet and Gina. Maybe he's like yeah. the new mysterious bad boy, and he's like swooning Gina. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, I I'm also gonna throw in a sleeper pick for song wise. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're gonna get a Lemonade Mouth song. Ooh, a Lemonade Mouth song. I feel of like which they're gonna I know try to pull zero. Uh, or Starstruck, maybe. Uh, one of those, like, 
other Disney channels. I feel like they're going to pull a little bit more from the Disney Channel catalog after the success of the climb last year. Yeah. Yeah. I assume they're not going to do any zombies songs because that would no. be weird with um, Meg Donnelly in the show. I feel like um, the farthest anything... they would go is Beach, which I've actually never seen. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. We're already past, you know, we're going forward chronologically, so that would potentially rule out uh, any Cheetah Girls stuff. I mean, put a Cheetah Cheetah Girls song in there. I don't care. Oh, no, they should. They should. But I also am a big fan of the Let It It Shine Uh music, uh, but I don't trust any of these people to do rap or hip hop. (laughs) Yeah. Um, They could do, I could see them doing some jump in for (laughs) Mr. Corbin Blue push it to yeah. the limit. Do you think they're going to acknowledge um, jump in in this show? I, like, I hope in terms so. Of, like make a reference to that movie as well if Corbin Blue's there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They Speaking should. Corbin Blue, one of my favorite songs from the Disney Channel is Run It Back Again from the movie Minutemen. You miss you mentioned Jason Dollar yeah. earlier. Uh, uh-huh. and he sings that. Corbin um, Blue. Yeah. What? Now he's out there making Hallmark movies. Yeah. Uh, with uh, the ultimate deck with Monique Coleman, I believe he made one with her. Oh, yeah, I forgot that Monique Coleman was in there with him now. Do you have any any final preview thoughts for season three of High School Musical, the musical, the series, or are you ready to just like jump in with her first recap next week? I'm ready to just jump in. I'm excited to see uh, if Joshua Bassett still has his acting chops, um, because obviously. He had some incredible acting chops that ended up giving us Sour, one of the best albums of the year, um, for all the acting he did towards Miss Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to see if what the gang is doing, if they all still got it, where we're going to go with this. And hopefully they don't disappoint me with just trying to like poke and get you in with different bits of nostalgia. Yeah, give me, no, I'm excited. Give me a real show. That's what I love from it from the start is that it's, oh, it's not that. It's a real show. Like, it's a real good show. And that's why I've stuck with it. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I'm hoping the writing is a little bit more refined this season. And I feel like season mm-hmm. two frustrated me from a writing perspective. But I'm yeah. excited to see where they take us. Eight episodes is a short season. Before you know it, we'll be done with it. Uh, but I'm excited to check in this season and see what they do. Um, and, the episode, the first episode drops tomorrow by the time the listeners are listening to this, yeah. uh, which is also my birthday. So please give us five stars rating and reviews on the Brazilian Dragon podcast feed and Pod Talk Jam and Break the individual feed so we can find new listeners. Um, we need it. Yeah. But Sam, where can people keep up with you and what's going on with you on the podcasting streets? Um, so on the podcasting streets, we're finally starting back up on everyone and their brother again, the pod that I do with Davis comma will and our other two friends, Robert and TJ. Um, that's really about it. Um, if anyone wants to follow me on social media on Twitter and TikTok, I am, uh, not that Sam Davis and on Instagram, I'm Samuel Wyatt Davis. If you want to know my full name and see all of my pictures. Yes. Uh, and uh, you can follow me on social media, all social media at with the fleep. Um, more importantly, follow the Brazilian Dragon on all social media at Brazil Dragon Pod. Our Instagram is popping. Uh, I need to boost that TikTok game. Maybe I'll have a TikTok star like Sam help me out. Uh, <laughs> um, like but yeah, just follow us there. If you have any feedback for this season of Ages and TMTS, you can tweet 
at us or the easiest way to reach me is uh, braziladragonpod at gmail.com or felipe at braziliandragonpodcast.com. Uh, I'm excited for this season. Like I said, please rate, review, five stars, tell a friend, um, and just join us all season. I'm excited that Sam is joining us. We'll try to get Caitlin in here as often as her schedule allows as well. Plus, we'll have some fun guests along the way. Um, Sam, do you have any final thoughts? What team? Wildcats. Do you have a hashtag? Um, no, I don't. <laughs> I didn't uh, think of one. I'm trying to think of one. What did we talk about? Uh, I'll just say like I'll say we can end with like smiley face emoji like Lily talks uh, in season two she says like lol and smiley face emoji out yes. loud. This is gonna be a quick tangent before we end. Have you ever heard the song by Ludacris called Sexting? No. It was a bonus no. track on one of his albums. It is hilarious. It is about how he is in sex rehab and he he wasn't doing anything scandalous. His girl was just uh. It's his, it's his girlfriend's fault. It's the most out-of-pocket song I can think of right now. Um, it's wild. Right. Uh, ha ha, OMG, LOL, KYT, smiley faces, X and nose, LMFAO. My girl just took my cell phone. Alright. <laughs> I don't know I why that it. pops into my head. I but, love you uh, knowing yeah. bonus tracks from 2010. Yeah. Uh, but if you're listening to this, tweet at me, tweet at Sam. Uh, no hashtag, just a smiley face like Lily would do from season two. Um, and until next time, get your head in the game, everyone. Bye. Drums. A little guitar, please. One, two, three, four. I hope you're ready for the time of your life. Just look at me, I put a gleam in your eye. Buckle up, we're gonna take you for a ride.
doing my thing, get hooked on the swing. Rocking the place, dropping the bass, making everyone sing. Uh -huh. Yeah, we make the bell ring. Make the bell ring.